Support for I Am Salt Lake comes from KRCL 90.9, amplifying community voices since 1979. This listener-supported music discovery station covers everything from reggae and punk rock to local grassroots activism. Listen today at 90.9 FM or online at krcl.org. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Greenbike, Market Source Real Estate, and Libsyn. We're going to be telling you more about them later on in this episode. And I want to personally welcome you out today, give you a big hug. Thank you for joining us for episode 407 of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. For those of you that don't know me, my name's Chris Hollifield. And my name's Chrissy Hollifield. And I spy with my little eye someone who's having a birthday soon. Can you believe it? So, Chrissy, this podcast, I started this podcast, I was like 35 years old wow, when I started this baby. podcast. I'm going to be turning 42 years old. You get better with age. You're like a fine wine. I'm just waiting for my beard to uh, get a little more gray. Well, I keep saying if we have more kids, you'll go gray really fast. So, I mean, I have a plan. (laughs) No more kids. No more kids, Chrissy. Well, I'm excited to celebrate your 42nd birthday. Hey, guys, if this is your first time visiting this podcast, if this is your first time listening, if you're asking yourself, what is this podcast all is all about? Well, let me tell you what this podcast is all about. Chrissy and myself, we're showcasing people here in Salt Lake City. We're talking to musicians, authors, business owners, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries. We're talking to the awesome people right here in Salt Lake City. We're getting their stories. It's a good time. I'm, I'm really enjoying doing this podcast. Hey, who's on the podcast today, Chrissy? Today on the podcast, we got to sit down and talk to local Salt Lake City tattoo artist, Miss Amanda. We get to talk to her about why she got into tattooing, her artwork, her style, what drives her as an individual, and we even got to find out some of her thoughts on things like facial tattoos. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. Hey, before we get into that, though, I want to tell you about one of our awesome sponsors. I am really excited about Green Bike. Support for I Am Salt Lake podcast is provided by Green Bike, Salt Lake City's nonprofit bike share connecting employment in residential centers to transit stops and popular entertainment destinations. Green Bike seeks to improve community health, air quality, and increase the use of existing transit infrastructure. Green Bike is a local nonprofit and public-private partnership between Salt Lake City, the Utah Transit Authority, Select Health, and other private sponsors. To date, green bikers have removed 5.5 million vehicle miles from local roads, prevented nearly 5 million pounds of CO2 from entering our air, all while burning 70 million calories in the process. That's like 246,000 slices of pizza. It's a lot of pizza. That sounds delicious and, and like a lot of pizza. <laughs> hey, to learn more about Green Bike and find out how you can take as many rides as you want for a year for less than 20 cents a day... Follow Green Bike on social media at SLC Bike Share or visit them at greenbikeslc.org. Like I said, v- follow them on social media at SLC Bike Share or visit greenbikeslc.org. And I could tell you, I mean, there is no better way to get around Salt Lake City than with Green Bike. And they're putting up more and more stations all the way, all around. Mm-hmm. So- and I, I work downtown and it's so great to see people walk out of their office with their bike helmet on and go straight to a green bike stand. Hey. And they just bike home. Like I said, great way to get around Salt Lake City. So yeah. many thanks to Green Bike for sponsoring this episode. Let's get into that conversation that we had with Miss Amanda, though. When she came to our podcast studio, we got to find out her story. We talked tattooing. It was a really good time. I love this one, you guys. So so join me as uh, we're talking to Miss Amanda here. Thanks for listening. I like to kind of find out, you know, if people are from Utah, if they were born and raised, where they're from, just to kind of even get an idea, like, what kind of person they are. Because, you know, there's there's a difference between people that were born and raised here very, and then people that moved here. Very much different. <laughs> so yeah. where, because you're from the East Coast, right? Yes. Originally from Maryland. I grew up, born and raised, Southern Maryland gal. And then... I moved around. Typically, people on the East Coast tend to kind of migrate up and down the East Coast. Not a lot of people venture west. Uh, but then uh, I lived in Pennsylvania. I met my husband, and uh, we lived in southern Pennsylvania for about a year when we first met. And then on a whim, we kind of got this opportunity to check out Salt Lake. And I'd never even 
never even considered or even thought about Utah. I was like, people on the East Coast have some weird ideas about <laughs> about Utah. Yeah. And uh, but then we we came out to check it out just to see, and then I just kind of, we just fell in love instantly because we're big into outdoor stuff. My husband's a big rock climber. And uh, so that was the initial pool here. And then when we came out and visited and just checked it out and saw the mountains and drove around and it was so different from the East Coast. We were just like, yep, we're doing it. You fell in love with it right away. Yeah, I fell in love right away. When was this? How long ago? I was in like uh, 2008. So it's been a minute. You've yeah, been here for, yeah, for, for for a little while. Yeah, for about 10, 11 years now. Yeah. But you started tattooing out east, right? Yeah. If, if that, yeah. Wh- like how long ago did you start tattooing? Uh, in 2005. So I've been tattooing for 14 years. 2005. What um, what would you say like the big difference? Well, I mean, I guess that's kind of hard because you, you've been tattooing more in Utah than I guess the East Coast. I was going to say like yeah, the differences in the uh, tattoo communities well, in East Coast compared to Utah. The it's hmm. or is that kind of a hard question? That's it's, it's not a hard question. Uh, it's different. I think it's based on demographics, I guess. Yeah. But also, it has morphed a ton, like over the years, as to wh- who are who are attracted to getting tattoos has changed a ton over like since I started tattooing. Um, like the clientele has expanded. Clientele has expanded greatly. Yeah, and, uh, but. I guess it's just different on the East Coast, probably mostly it's regional, like everybody tends to kind of flock together, the same kind of people. Yeah. And then everybody kind of likes the same thing. And so they Herd tend mentality. to get the same kind of tattoos. So yeah. <laughs> you see a lot more like horror horror themed stuff on the East Coast and, and things like that. I don't know if uh, I just haven't noticed a big subgenre of tattooing like that out here. It's interesting you were saying kind of how the, the clientele has changed. I was telling Chrissy this because, uh, you know, some of my first tattoos were 20 years ago and the only people that were getting tattooed were like bikers. And yeah. And so it kind of had this stigma. Nowadays, it's like if you don't have a tattoo, then you're almost the odd one out. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it ha- been it interesting morphed. to see the, the change. I know the new, uh, the new thing is going to be like somebody that's going to, if you want to stick and stand out, don't get any tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, never mind. Everybody get tattoos. <laughs> I need a But job. it is, it's like, it's weird. There've been, before I started my tattoo, we would be places and I would feel like just the weirdest person in the room because everybody else had tattoos. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't have any. Well, Salt Lake is a very tattooed city like yeah. in general i've noticed even recently i mean they have become more and more popular especially over the past 10 years more and more people are getting tattooed but especially in this town you, you it's not uncommon to go to the grocery store and not be the only one that is not just with a little tattoo but like a sleeve yeah. mm-hmm. you know but i notice every time i go back home to visit uh like in maryland and especially in Southern Maryland, more rural areas, like I get way more stares. Do you really? <laughs> being a really tattooed lady there than I do here. Yeah, it must sure. be harder being a female and being like a tattoo artist and a t- you know yeah. and to be tattooed. Yeah, you just. I mean, I I get approached way more than my husband does, and he's fully sleeved out yeah. too. But um, I I don't know. I, I I don't know if it's I just look more approachable or something. But I always get. <laughs> Like people always want to touch me or look at it or see it or say something to me. And it's usually always positive things, but it is a lot, a lot more attention, especially, especially when in the warmer months when you're wearing tank tops and stuff like that. I think it still is rare for women to have full sleeves. It's not, it's not, it's not as common as the little ones, like one on a foot or behind your ear or whatever. Yeah. Well, let's change that, right? Let's do it. So. So Amanda, I mean, have you always been interested in, in art? I mean, were you like a young kid doodling yeah. all the time? Yeah, I was. Drawing? I was the art kid. I was that kid in art class that everybody was like, "Amanda, will you draw this for me?" And you <laughs> do were my project. Just always. Yeah. I mean, did you take a lot of classes as you were like a teenager and then yeah, older, yeah. or all self taught? Um, yeah. I, well, I was always. The, um, you know, art class was always my favorite all through elementary through up through high school, did as many art classes as I possibly could. I actually got an art scholarship 
my senior year of high school and went and exhausted the art program at my local college in Southern Maryland on an art scholarship, which was nice. So I got didn't have to pay for it, <laughs> which That's was really so nice. nice. So I just took every art class there was. And the most ones that it really just helps me helped. So it's hard to understand why you can look at a piece of artwork and know what, what it is that you're looking at and why it works and why it looks so good. And knowing all those things like color theory and line and like flow and all that stuff really, really is important to understand how to recreate it and re make something that somebody's going to look at and be like, wow. And so I've taken all of that and then applied that to my art, my tattoo art now. So I feel like I've, it helped a ton getting mm -hmm. all that education. Having all the, <laughs> the basic knowledge of art in general. Yeah. So yeah. Like, when did you take that? When, when did you go from art to tattooing? Well, I started. I mean, it's the same thing. They're both art. Yeah. I, disclaimer. Like, yes. like when did tattooing become part of the become picture? The, like, the art form. When did you decide, hey, I want to be a tattoo artist? Well, um, so I started getting tattooed like most people, right? When you turn 18, you got to go get a tattoo. What was your first tattoo? <laughs> oh, it was a sweet Celtic knot on my low back that I picked off of a wall and got yelled at for touching. <laughs> the cutest little thing. Touching <laughs> it. <laughs> nice. I remember the big scary biker in the back was like, don't touch the flash on the wall. And I was like, Eek. you know, <laughs> but I still got it because that's what he did. But yeah, so I just, I just um, started getting tattooed right out of high school and then started, uh, and then I went right out of high school into college and was taking art classes. And I was thinking I was going to be, I knew I wanted to do something in art, like something art based. I knew that there was no other thing that I could do. I've been an artist my whole life. And I was taking all these computer classes, like digital classes. And because most people in the art like your art careers are very limited. Mm -hmm. You've got like graphic design or like art teacher. Those were like the two that I was thinking that I would be. And then I started getting tattooed and then I was like, oh man, you know, this is like, this is not a starving artist's path. You know, like you can actually create art that people wear and you have a lot of freedom in it and you can actually make a living at it <laughs> if you're if you're good and god willing you can you know but um after taking those digital classes and then realizing i didn't want to design pamphlets <laughs> and labels i um yeah i just started uh hanging out and i mean back then it was i mean well it was always really hard to to get into a to shop. get into it yeah. yeah like you always had to put your leg work in and that was usually getting getting tattooed and hanging out and drawing tattoos and like just making yourself available. And, and I started working in tattoo shops as like making five bucks an hour as the front help, the, the, the desk girl, you know, Smile and yeah. people, <laughs> smiling right? and welcoming people. And then went through many, many shops before finally, you know, in, being a girl, especially back then, like, I mean, it's gotten a lot easier these kids, they don't know. <laughs> yeah, they kids don't these know. days. Kids these days, they don't know how hard it was. But it took me six years of that before I... Oh, wow. Six years. Yeah. Were you were you apprenticing at all? or I mean, six years just hanging out in the shop, sweeping the floors. Yeah. Yeah. I've bound, well, different shops. Like, I moved around and I kept... You know, I'd get the, I'm not teaching another girl. The last girl I taught ended up pregnant. Or Oh my gosh, are you serious? I of don't course. believe it. This is a man's business. I don't believe girls even belong here. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, and you started 14 years ago when it was still a little bit more that way, yeah. right? Like the, the culture has kind of adapted. Yeah, it has changed. It's uh, gentrified, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> so what, like, what made you, what helped you power through? Because... That sucks. Yeah. It sucks to be really wanting to work hard and do something and just keep getting yeah. that negative feedback. Yeah, it was hard because, I mean, you know, I was making minimum wage and then having to work other jobs also to try and survive. And it just, I don't know, like I just knew that this was the only path for me and there was nobody like, you know, you get the get the parents that are like, you need to get a real job, you know, like, especially when I was getting to, you know, I was like getting to 23 and 24 and still working like 
a multitude of, you know, minimum wage jobs and still trying to do the, like be this tattooer. And, uh, you know, yeah, it was, it was hard. It was a struggle, but I just kept like, I was just like, no, I'm, I'm doing this. Cause like, you saw a vision. You saw yourself as like, Hey, I'm going to be a good tattoo artist. Yeah. One yeah. Day. Well, I loved it. And I, I really had a passion for the art and for the culture and, uh, and everything. And I just was not going to give up. And so you eventually got an apprenticeship. Yeah. Yeah. I got in a sweet biker shop. <laughs> yeah. Was it a good experience? No. No. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't. <laughs> Trial by fire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a, a shop owned by this biker dude. It was actually my dad kind of helped me because my dad was into being a biker back then, too. And he knew the guy through channels. Yeah. Then he like gave finally, I finally got my in through a dude, of course, and a man on man. Okay, we'll let this girl have a chance, I guess, you know. <laughs> he vouched. He vouched yeah. for you. That's yeah. Cool. But it was my, it was my, it was my little stepping stone, my little, my little lily pad that I finally got onto, you know. And it, I was in that shop for about two years before. I was there and walking in to go to work and the owner of the shop was carrying everything out because he hadn't paid rent in like three months and was getting kicked out. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, so you were like, okay, I'm done with this job. Well, I was done with that spot. And then, and then, um, you know, it was pretty a rough. I like lost my, the house I was living in. And my best friend and my job all like within the same couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. But then luckily I met my lovely husband. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you guys meet? We met at a, a, a metal show in Baltimore, Maryland. I love it. What show was it? It was a dog fashion disco. Um, very obscure, <laughs> sweet metal band. Um, and we met there and it just, lo and behold, he was like, I met him and of course he had tattoos and was gorgeous. Was he tattooing <laughs> at this point? Yeah. He'd yeah. been tattooing since 1990. So yeah. <laughs> he's been tattooing for a long, long time. Plug. He also works with me at 27. His name's Rick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, we met uh, at the concert and had a great time. And I, we started talking about tattoos and everything because we both were tattooed he had just recently lost both of his because he owned a shop in at that time. He owned, at, yeah. yeah. He owned a shop that time in Pennsylvania, just right over the border from Maryland. So about an hour north of Baltimore. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm a tattooer too. And I, but I just lost my shop and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, I just happened to lose two of my artists. So why don't you come show me your portfolio tomorrow? Wink, wink. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good line. Yeah. And I did. And then, yeah. And then, and then started working. I moved up to Pennsylvania short time after that and uh, worked with him in Pennsylvania in his shop until we moved out here, until we closed the doors of that shop. And we're like, we're going heading west. And now you're working together at 27? Yep. yep. So which 27? The one by Trolley, right? Yeah. Is that the yeah. one? Are you going to be working out of the one at 11th? Uh, I don't think so. I've, I've been um, at the Trolley Square location since since it's beginning uh me and rick actually helped build it out um, oh very cool uh when it first when we first when vic first came to me it was like i i want i have this vision of this shop and uh i want you to be a part of it and i was like okay because i was in a was in a uncomfortable situation in another shop that i'd been because i had been here three years uh and the first shop i got into it just wasn't wasn't the right fit i don't want to bad talk anything but it just was not for me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I was happy when Vic came to me and was like, offered me this. I was like, yes, of course, please <laughs> yeah. take me away. <laughs> no, I, and I, I love 27. I mean, the atmosphere there, it, yeah. the way, the way it's been set up, it's, you know, I was telling Chris even about it, like kind of has that spa feel, you know, versus. Yeah. Uh, it's very different. We do get that a lot from our, from our clientele. Like everybody's like, Oh, it's so nice in here. Yeah. And I'm like, it's yeah. not intimidating. It's not intimidating. That's what we were trying to go for. That was always the, from the get go. We wanted a nice classy kind of feel and, uh, sort of make it 
you, you make it inviting for people because so many people get so intimidated. And I forget about that now that I've been in the business for so long. I'm like, oh, yeah, tattoos are scary. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, I, I think a lot of people don't know how to go in and even get one. Right. Like, yeah. Like I remember when you were looking to get tattooed, Chrissy, uh, you know, it was so long before I got tattooed. And even before uh-huh. that, I knew I got my tattoos from people I knew. Well, so it was like I, I mean, didn't know how to go into a shop and say, oh, I want to get this done. I wanted know? to get a tattoo years before I met you. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. So I walked into like a biker tattoo shop mm-hmm. and it was totally scary <laughs> and they were all just smoking and it, you know it was like dark and and i walked up to the counter and i was the like heck were you at i don't even remember i don't know it was somewhere <laughs> out here smoking it was, a, it was dark? like it was like i don't know 15 years ago okay and uh and i was just like uh how do i get a tattoo you know like i had no idea <laughs> yeah. this little mormon girl walking off the streets deciding so it didn't work out because they scared me so yeah, I, you're right I ran away, away. yeah <laughs> How many people, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Amanda, and if you don't know exactly, how many people are at tw- your location in 27? How many people are tattooing there? Oh, well, there's between the two shops, I think there's 17 wow. artists. There is a load of them. Yeah, it was a lot. And it goes back to what you were saying. I mean, there's so many <laughs> tattooed people. It amazes me the how many tattoo artists are here in Salt Lake City. There, well, and I keep finding about new ones every day and mm-hmm. I round a corner. I'm like, oh. That's another shop. But it seems like the demand is keeping up. It is. <laughs> oh, is it, is it holding up, Amanda? I don't know. I, I, feel, I do feel like there is a little bit of uh, like saturation. A little bit of saturation at the moment. Mm. And I think it does. I mean, the, these shops that pop, it's way, it's really easy to open up a tattoo shop in Salt Lake. So people do your research just because you have a brick and mortar place does not mean the people there are reputable. <laughs> like really look at what they're doing because any, like literally anybody, as long as you have a business license and get checked off by the health department, anybody can open up a tattoo shop. It's easier than opening up a hair salon. <laughs> why why do you think Utah hasn't made crazy laws? You would think that I there would know. be like crazy laws with well, yeah, I guess I guess they don't. But I mean, I mean, just just to even it's, off, it's you know, a little bit of because there are. There. I mean, because you said it's so easy, right? It's so super easy. You would think a little bit of something would help. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but the problem is that these shops they they'll open and last a year and and close. Like if you don't if you don't have a good artist base like if you're not producing good work i think that they can't because because of the saturation Mm -hmm. um that they can't keep up with the bills and everything but i don't know other other um other states states have crazy regulations i know like oregon you have to in order to become a tattooer in oregon you have to do two years of art school and uh, then you have to go through one of their state mandated tattoo schools. Oh, what, what do you wow. think of that? I mean, do you not think that's a good idea? I don't idea? think it's a good idea. <laughs> well, there, but the problem is, is all those tattoo, it's all, it's all just money grabs. All sure, of them sure. yeah, always are. And so like the, the, they have to pay like a certain amount of money. I can't remember how much it is. It's like 10 grand or something. And then they go to these. So these tattoo schools are just pumping out all these tat baby tattooers because they only have to do they do a certain number of hours and then they're just li- released, <laughs> into released the wild they're just like oh with any art platform it's unfortunate because anybody can go to school for it yeah people can go to school for six years and be like i was in art school for six years but if they're not talented and they're not working on constantly improving their their craft yeah they're just like ruining the industry. Yes. They're diluting yeah. the pot. Cause that's what was so, I mean, I had a really hard time, but I really appreciate things more because it was so difficult for me to get to where I'm at. And I feel like if you just go to a tattoo school or you're just like, or somebody is just like wants sees, sees dollar signs and wants money for it from an apprentice, they're like, Oh, I can make 10 grand real quick. And then really the person doesn't really care about it or they're not really invested or they didn't have a hard time, then you're not going to get as like people just don't have the passion for it, I don't think. Yeah. And so if you don't have that passion, if you didn't have to scrape crap off of the floor, like, you know, take out 
trash or scrub people's tubes and stuff like that. Like for years, I feel like you don't have the sense of how awesome this is. It seems like they would become complacent more easily. Yeah. And it's just, I think that's why it was such a guarded thing for so long. Like allowing people the knowledge to give to people is to keep the saturation down for one thing. And, and because it is, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, a cool job, but it's, it's still a job. <laughs> this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Market Source Real Estate. Hey, if you love the charm, if you love the character of old homes, you need to contact our friends at Market Source Real Estate. They actually helped us find our home that we're recording this podcast in right now. And for the past 18 years, they have been specializing in helping people buy and sell homes in Sugar House and the greater Salt Lake area. They have a background in flipping houses and they've owned almost two dozen homes themselves, so they know all the ins and outs of older homes. And if you're looking to sell your home, Market Source Real Estate specializes in helping sellers update or repair their homes to increase their value and help make sellers more money. Hey, if you're looking to buy an old home or you're looking to buy a new home, I know we got listeners that are moving to Salt Lake and, and they don't know where to go. You need to contact Market Source Real Estate. They know what to look for so you don't end up buying a money pit. You can find all of their info right on their website. Make it really easy by just typing in thinksaltlakecity.com into your web browser or just give them a call, 801-810-6773. Of course, mention that you heard about them on I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And many thanks to Market Source Real Estate for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. We didn't even get into your style. Like what how would you what would you consider like how would you consider your style or what would you consider um, your style? So I I I kind of like to be I don't like to specialize too much in one thing because I like to be a rounded artist and I don't like to get pigeonholed into doing sure, one sure. thing, but I, I tend towards an illustrative style, I guess. Um, I do a lot of, um, floral and animals and art nouveau. Okay. And, um, but then I also really enjoy doing large scale Japanese work, uh, as well. And mostly color. I don't do a lot of gra- black and gray. Um, there's so many amazing black and gray, Artists specific there, yeah. artists out there that I don't feel I do do it every once in a while and I've done portraits and I like I like I said I like to be well-rounded sure. I don't like to well, you, you have a favorite anything. I'm sure right like everybody has their favorite what yeah, they like yeah. to do or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm also thinking like people listening that might not have been to your Instagram or yeah. been to your Facebook and so if they haven't seen any of your stuff you well, know like we, what, we were looking at your Instagram and I felt like I was looking back at a case of old literature almost oh. like it's a very, <laughs> it's a very illustrative style from the past. And it's just, it's like a lost style almost. Thank you. It's really gorgeous. Yeah. I try and be, um, I don't know. I, I really like, <sighs> I, I pull from different genres. I definitely pull from, you know, Alphonse Mucha and, uh, Different, like botanical, illustrative, like sort of feel, and and, and nothing is, I wouldn't say specifically ultra realistic or anything like that. I, it's definitely more a take on realism, but I, I don't know. It's hard to pin down, but I really liked how you put it. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> a vintage, illustrative feel is what I kind of go towards lean towards you were talking a little earlier about uh just you know how all the shops popping up right and obviously we don't want to talk garbage about necessarily Mm -hmm. anybody in particular but what are some things like people listening let's let's back up just a little bit people listening what what are some things they should watch out for is it i don't know is it can you offer any advice like say somebody's never gotten a tattoo Mm -hmm. and um I mean, obviously, they should look you up and get some work done by you, right? That's the ideal. Yeah. But, 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 I mean, what are some things maybe they should avoid or, or well, I without without you know, obviously, we don't want to. I think, I mean, most people do their shopping online nowadays sure. for anything, and and that is tattoos included. Like you know, before social media, people would go from shop to shop and look at portfolios. Um, and now the portfolios are pretty much Instagram, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, I mean, it's I great. It, it makes it easy because people can just like look t- at 10 artists just while sitting on their couch and s- via versus like going from shop to shop to shop. But that also makes it hard, too, because then if you don't have a really strong social media ex- presence, then you might get overlooked. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, yeah, I'd spent a lot of time and I've been trying to get my husband to do it too. He's bad at it. <laughs> bad at what? Putting, putting stuff Social media. Just yeah. like, yeah, he's super old school. He just, just not into it. I actually started. It's a lot of extra it. work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But for first time tattooers, I would really, um, as far as picking an artist, I would look first determine what kind of tattoo you like and what type of tattoo you want and and realize that it doesn't have to first be a tattoo before it can become a tattoo. So if you're just scrolling and looking at other people's tattoos, don't do that. Look at artwork or look at photos or look at paintings and things like that stuff. Gather inspiration elsewhere because then you're going to know you're going to get something more unique um, versus somebody just looking at somebody else's tattoos and being like, oh, well, that tattoo looks good on that person. So Copy maybe that one. <laughs> it'll look good on me. And then once you've determined your style and what you want, then maybe then when after when you're doing your research through your artists, find one that's catered towards that kind of matches the style of art that you're looking at. But it doesn't also have to be exactly the same, too. If you're, you know, if you're wanting something really more simplistic, most tattooers that are capable, like the um, very, very simplistic, like, you know, is it is kind of like a very trendy tr- right now. <laughs> it's like this, you know, little single line tattoos and, and that kind of stuff. And most capable tattooers are I'm not saying everybody, but mm. are capable of doing that as well. Even if you don't see it plastered all over their Instagram. Um, so, but just ask, ask everybody's usually pretty friendly. <laughs> and, and don't most Instagrams even have like an email address on them too? I know. Yeah, that's, a lot the, of te- that's the best know. way to contact me is um, I have on my Instagram. Well, I've got a website as well, but it seems Just, like websites are things of the past anymore. I'm like, I have a website. I'm like legit. Nah, websites. <laughs> it's only there for Google. Man. I still go to websites all the yeah. time. It's funny. People think that website. I'm like, I go to websites all the time. Yeah. I mean, I was on your website. Oh, but, yeah. But, like, but of course, we were going to sit down and chat with yeah. you. So of course, I'm going to go to your website. But yeah. But you know, I'm always, you know, because people, again, goes back to, you know, when, when you were looking to get a tattoo, mm-hmm. Chrissy, you know, some people just don't know where to start. So there's yeah. some good advice. There's yeah. some really yeah, good I advice. So. Definitely look look at what people are creating because I hate when I see a tattoo on someone and you, oh man, I'm just like, wow. You know, think it's going to be there forever. I know, forever you know, so and you never. you really got to put some thought into it. Yeah. Don't, don't go get your face tattooed up no, first thing either. No, don't get your face tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Come on, guys. That's another thing that, is, retirement. that has morphed over the past few years, too. Is face tattoos? It's, well, just visible tattoos. It's mm-hmm. uh, kids these days. You know? Well, a lot of tattoo artists won't even tattoo people's faces yeah. like right off the bat, right? Or, no. Or, would yeah. you tattoo someone's face or is that no, kind of a touchy subject? For I don't you? want to. Like, I just. Uh, <laughs> what is it more just the fact that it's the face or is it? No, it's just, uh, man, you're really ruining your life. <laughs> wow. And that's from a tattoo artist. I know. Well, I just, I don't know. So <sighs> I think it's silly, really, because it's, it's all just for that shock value, you know, like you're, and if you're 18, nine years old and you want shock and, and, do something else like yeah. dye your hair or get a piercing piercings can come out, yeah. you know, like, but face tats, like your face is forever and everybody's always going to see that. That's the first thing they're going to see. And like people judge and yeah. it's mm-hmm. automatically going to judge and put you into a little category. They're going to fit you in a little box that they've already predetermined. And you don't want to, you don't want that. Like you want yeah. people to judge you f- or like not to judge you, but to know you. Yeah. Or not- like give you the option of getting to know you. Yes. Even. Yeah. And if you see that right away, I mean. But couldn't you say that about any tattoo though? I don't know. It's different. Like face and hands. I don't know. It's just, it's just different. It's. um No, I, I know what you mean though. Yeah. It's hard to put that as a word. Well, and but also it, but it like is. it used to. So. You used to that. That was where you went after you ran out of space. Like you ran out of, you got everything else tattooed, <laughs> mm-hmm. and now you don't have any more space, and you still get tattooed. So you're like, oh, well, I guess I will get my hand tattooed, or oh, I just get a little something over here on my cheek, or you know, whatever. Yeah. But and that 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 makes sense because you're already really really covered. But to mm-hmm. go straight for your hand, like, yeah. and you don't have a sleeve to back it up, it just doesn't seem right well yeah exactly you got a lot of other real estate on your body to yeah, work with yeah no, get I mean, your chest piece well and it's funny i've seen it i saw a little meme a few years back but it was just the metamorphosis of tattoo placements and you know like 
back during the days of, you know, our Ed Hardy's and, um, you know, Sailor Jerry's, like everybody got all the tattoos were underneath of shirts, like where they could be, you know, could have a button up shirt and like nobody knew you were tattooed and you'd have a full torso tattooed. And then it's morphed away and they've spread down to your hands in places like where just people will see and not not be covered up. And mm-hmm. so it's just an interesting transition, I guess I should say. Well, absolutely. I mean, you get your sleeve and you're like, okay, I can still wear a long sleeve dress shirt, you know, yeah, and, and be... look, but now again, it's, it, it goes to show how much they've changed. Yes. Yes. Well, it is interesting. Like the way that I, you guys are talking about it, it seems like people used to get tattooed for them. Mm-hmm. And now a lot of people are transitioning to getting tattooed for other people to like show it off and to because well, they want to look like the hottest rapper out yes. there, right? With that's the face it. tattoos. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that's, anyway. Well, that's another thing that makes me upset is the low quality of tattoos on famous people. Yeah. Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. They have like they should they could they could get the best you, tattoos. Right? <laughs> they could get the best tattoos and they get the worst ones. Yeah. Just the worst. And then because they're on famous people Everybody Other, copies them. Everybody copies them, and they want bad tattoos too. <laughs> oh, does that man. does that happen? Do people come into the shop and like show you a picture of like a tattoo on like I can't even think and say I want want that exact tattoo? Someone that runs yes. with wow. uh, roast Pallone. Oh, roast Pallone. <laughs> roast Pallone. <laughs> I didn't say his name. Don't sue me. <laughs> this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Libsyn. You know. I know we have a lot of listeners listening right now, and you are thinking of starting your very own podcast. How do I know? It's because you're emailing me. You're asking, Chris, how do I start a podcast? Give me some tips. Give me some tricks. Well, if you or someone you know, if you're in the process of starting a podcast and you are looking for truly the best podcast audio host out there, go check out Libsyn.com. We've been using Libsyn to host I Am Salt Lake podcast for over seven years now, and I know that I truly could not be more happy with their service. They make it super easy to set up, and they make it super easy to get your podcast routed to all the podcast players out there like Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts. I Am Salt Lake podcast listeners, listen up. We created a promo code just for you to use, Salt Lake. If you use this promo code at checkout at Libsyn.com, you'll get the rest of this month and all of next month a free podcast audio hosting at Libsyn.com. That's spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N, Libsyn.com. Use that promo code Salt Lake, all one word, and you'll get the rest of this month and all of next month a free podcast audio hosting. Go check it out. I think you'll like it. And you're going to send me an email and say, Chris, thanks for the tip. Thanks for the suggestion. And many thanks to Libsyn for their support of this podcast. We all go through those moments, right, where we're not motivated to create, right? You have a very creative job. Yeah. I mean, every day you wake up, you got to be on. Yeah. I'm sure you have some mornings you wake up and you're not on. Yeah. What do you do? Um. Like, what motivates you to create during those times? Well, uh, it's – luckily, mostly I – how do I say this? It's hard. I mean, you definitely have bad days, but you can't really have a bad day as a tattooer, like, because you're creating something that's on somebody forever. Mostly, um, it, it doesn't really affect my actual, cause I've been tattooing for so long now that like I kind of go on autopilot and I am able to completely focus on what I'm doing while I'm tattooing. But it, it does, Effect sometimes it'll affect my creative process, like when I'm designing tattoos, and then that's that's the most stressful part is designing the piece before it goes on the skin, and then that first layout day is always really stressful. What about just because you want it to lay out perfectly? Yeah, yeah, you just because you're usually it's on a new person, so you're like not sure who how this person's going to react to your artwork, and then. And then so there's all those little nervous jitters of like meeting somebody new that you're going to be changing forever. (laughs) And then also uh, it's always like just getting the stencil on there and then tattooing the stencil and getting it laid out. And then once that first day is done and it's lined out and things are good, things ease up and it's a lot easier. And then you just, you know, then that's when the the creative juices really start flowing. But it's always... um, Sometimes I have pushed out 
appointments. Like if, if I feel like I wasn't having a good drawing day and I didn't really get to where I wanted to artistically, then I have, I've called people up and be like, look, can we put it out? <laughs> it seems like your clients would appreciate that. Yeah. You know, instead Most of you being do. like, well, I got this much done, so let's just do it. You know, yeah. like, yeah, that's scary. Yeah. I mean, I have, I don't know. I, I, I do recall like back earlier in my career being a lot more stressed out, but now I don't know people like the more confident you are in your artwork, the more it people read that confidence. And so they are excited about it then too. If you go out excited about your art and when you show it to them, they're usually excited too. But if you're like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> they're going to be like, Oh, <laughs> so I, I like to feel good about it. And mm-hmm. I usually, um, I used to do a lot more prepping, like a lot more prep work for my tattoos, but now I, I, I tend to wait until the day before to draw for my pieces just because it stays fresh in my brain. And then I don't overthink it. Cause if I have a piece for too long, sometimes I'll just overthink it and keep tweaking it. And it was like better when I didn't, you know, and so fresh. And then do you think sometimes people, when they, if they get nervous enough up to the date, they'll be contacting you the day before trying to make changes. (sighs) Yes. I don't. Yeah. Uh huh. (laughs) Sounds like that happens a lot. Yeah. That's why I don't, I don't, I don't let people do that. (laughs) You're like, fuck you. You, Oh, sorry. I swore you signed up. (laughs) Well, I, I, that's, that's that confidence thing. And I, and I don't, I don't like showing people pre showing people stuff because Mm -hmm. then it is, it gives too many, too much time for doubt. Yeah. And it's better to just be like, check this out. I'm so excited. I can't wait to start this for you. And they're like, yeah, Yeah. you know, and then, and then you're like, sit down, let's do it. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and I find, I mean, if you can let your tattoo artist have, you know, the creative control, you know, let them have the say almost on what it looks like. Cause then they're going to really put their heart into yeah. it and do an amazing job. Yes. Especially if you already like their style. Exactly. You know, you're going to someone whose style and talent you trust. Yes. So just let them do it. Yep. You you're going to get your best artwork that way. Yeah. Um, if there are people that have a hard time letting go of control and they will try and micromanage things. And sometimes it just like, those are the ones where I'm like, ah. I just, I'm not as stoked about things. Cause if, if it's, and it, it makes me more nervous. Cause I'm like worried about every movement, every line, every color choice. I'm like worried. And like that whole worry and stress kind of comes out into it. And I feel like it's not as, not as there. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> had to fire a client? I, <laughs> Fire a client. Yeah, a be yeah, like, you know thing. what? You're way too tough. Get out. I I have told people no before. Like I, um, it's either an impossible design and they're impossible, or people have just been really really bad with scheduling and not being able to like canceled multiple times in the row or no showed. It's um, that has been caused because it's it's my job, you know, right, like, right. If I get people consistently, I mean, I have bills, too, you know, <laughs> and exactly. So if I'm consistently not getting that paycheck, essentially, um, then I can't pay my bills. So I have to make room for people that can. Yeah, for sure. Fill that spot. For sure. That makes sense. I like. I always like to find out a little bit more about people that come through here. Obviously, you know, because people know you as a tattoo artist right here in Salt Lake City. But like, what are some of your other hobbies and interests? Like, besides besides tattooing and art. I mean, <laughs> what else do you enjoy doing with your spare time? Oh man, I've got so many extracurriculars. <laughs> oh, for real, or is that? A oh joke? yeah, no, oh. I would seriously do. What what? <laughs> I do all the things. My husband hates me for it. <laughs> um, so I uh, I do a lot of performing art. So I, uh, I'm an aerialist, so I do like Cirque style aerial stuff. So I've, people might've seen me around town. I, I do shows all the time and, uh, like with a group or, or, um, multiple, I get hired for different things or like different, um, my, my friend Meg Hines, uh, Lady Mega, she puts on, uh, a show, she puts on shows, you know, almost every month. Okay. And so. Very cool. Yeah. So I'll do. How long have you been doing that for? I started when I, when I turned 30 and I was like, now I'm going to join the circus. (laughs) So about seven years ago. Yeah. Um, I, uh, 
yeah, I just started about seven years ago. I like got a Groupon and uh that's so cool yeah that and, is and went to a class and i was like oh my gosh i didn't know that you could do like circus stuff like all the time and so <laughs> <laughs> and then uh it just kind of sparked some like layment uh hidden because i i did theater and all kinds of stuff when i was in high school sure. and like all through we did like little little performing groups all through school and stuff like that and that had been like tucked away. And then I, and then I started performing again and I was like, Oh my gosh, I really love this. <laughs> so I do aerial and I, uh, I also do like dance, but belly dance and, um, things of that nature. And I do a lot of stuff this month is always super busy. I am a big part of an October evening, uh, which is a, um, which I am surprised you, have you guys ever heard of an October evening? Uh, I don't think so. Tell me about that. Contact them because it's yeah. a it's a Salt Lake staple. Um, it's the this was their fourteenth year. Wait, what? I'm gonna Google <laughs> them right now. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's uh um uh, Stephen King Simmons. He does. I probably do. I probably yeah. Yeah, he does a lot of uh, local film. Okay. And so, an October evening is a uh, mixture of uh locally filmed short horror stories. Oh wow. And uh, live music and live performances. And then my friend uh, Andrea Hansen, Pretty Macabre, does a horror couture runway at the end. Oh. And then I act and, and I do that also. So I was in a runway that and we, this was just last weekend. We did it. And it's at the Masonic Temple every year. Very cool. Every year in October, we do it once. Oh, man. We need to go to that next year. You should come. We yeah. should. Yeah. Yeah. At, we do. Uh, so. Uh, the where, where do you find the time to do all? Oh my god! I mean, did, did, what, did you Don't discover ask, an extra ten hours every day, or what? I mean, what? Well, so it, it, my job being a tattooer, you, you sit down. Yeah. Well, so lot. you got we want to move, I guess. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so I am very active. We work out all the time. Like I do a bunch of yoga, and uh, and then Ariel. Ariel is like you have to be strong and flexible in order to do the fun, pretty things. And so it's a reason. Yeah. But do you worry about breaking your wrists or anything? Um, it would seem like, I mean, that's, you need those hands. Yeah. If you fell, but not, I'd worry more about bruises. Yeah. Oh yeah. You get covered in bruises. Yeah. Lyra kisses, we call them. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so I've been doing it so long now that I really, have, I'm pretty tough to it. Like I don't get mm-hmm. bruised as much as I used to, but um, yeah, I've been studying at Aerial Arts and Eris and Onyx for about seven years. Um, three different studios. There's so many studios here, which is awesome for people that are have ever wanted to try it. It's really really fun and uh, it don't. It's intimidating to start because it's kind of scary because you're up in the air and it's hard to get up there and like do the things. But like I got hooked right away, and so. It's my it's my creative outlet that's a moving outlet, not a sitting outlet. <laughs> so then when you have to come and sit and do a tattoo, you're you're already, you know, you got your movement. You, you enjoy that. And, I think and, that's so uh, important, especially when you do a creative job. You have to have multiple creative outlets to kind of balance out the fact that your job is also creative. Yeah. Because that can kind of take a strain on you. Yes. Yeah. You guys went to the art show, 27's mm-hmm. art show last night. And I was just in awe of all my other, co- my work colleagues. Cause I was just like, man, are you guys just going home and painting all the time? They're like, yes. And I was like, how are you doing that? Because <laughs> I have a, I have to really like, because my job is so sedentary of sitting and doing art to go, then go home and do more sitting in art is really, really, I have to really, really, I have to have a reason like an art show. <laughs> a deadline and then I'm going to go home and paint because I should do more painting, but I I love painting, but it's just, it is definitely, it's very similar to what my job is, but with the um, other stuff with the like acting and the the aerial arts and the belly dance, it's another, it's, it's very different, but also creative. And yeah, I get to make costumes and I have a whole costume room. (gasps) Like, oh like at your house, you have a costume. Yes. I want to go to your house. <laughs> that is so cool. Do you ever make your own costumes? Oh yeah, I, I, I make a lot of costumes. Actually, one. Um, so I'm I'm a big I'm a big Halloween gal. Like Halloween's my jam. Um, and I won Miss Fear Con a couple years ago. No kidding. Yeah, with this big crazy costume I made. It was like a big um, uh, under 
water, like sea witch sort of things. I had like made these big tentacles and had a big, huge headdress and all the things. It was super fun. Oh, that is so cool. I want to like Ursula ish. Yeah. Sea witchy. <laughs> oh, okay. Not Ursula. Not Ursula. Not Disney. <laughs> gotcha. Let's uh, let's ask our Salt Lake City questions. We have a few mm-hmm. Salt Lake okay. City related questions that we Bring have to on. ask everybody that comes through here. We all have, you know, family, friends that visit town, right? Mm-hmm. They come maybe visit you for a week or weekend or whatnot. We all have like an area of town, or a, a building, a hike, a, a camp, whatever it is. What's the Miss Amanda tour? What Where do you like to take people? What do you like to show off? I always encourage people to go up in the canyons. Yeah, yeah. That was the main draw for us was, man, that's just it's just right there. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's beautiful. beautiful. And there's so many different options. I just, yeah, I think that is probably where I usually take family first because especially my family's coming from the East Coast and they've never seen mountains like that before. Do they just drop their jaw? Yeah, yeah, these people mountains are, just, are ridiculous. Yeah, and, and another thing that's really interesting that I noticed moving from the East on the East Coast, the, all the roads are lined with trees, and so you can't see very far, and so like the vastness of how big things are and how far the distance that you can see is just such a huge difference. Like I had cousins of mine that came out for our wedding um, years, years ago. Now they came out and, and uh, they were, they told me about, they were exploring and they, they went on this little hike where my cousin had a broken foot. So she stayed up, but my other cousin, her sister was like, I'm just going to, you know, saunter on up to the top of that hill over there. And it was like, it was the mountain. <laughs> she thought she, cause she could see it. She was like, it's just, a, it's just right there. And so she really thought that she could just walk up to the top of it because your depth perception is just so off here. Like, yeah. cause you're so used to only seeing like very short distances, but yeah, that would be my main thing that I would have people go to. And I, I, there's a lot of really, especially in the last few years, um, just the, the little bar cocktail oh to go grab a drink yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. is very strong here like and do you have a favorite one i really like ruin like we like to go to ruin i like sugar house mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i like the little whiskey bar vibe and it's usually not loud in there and it's nice kind of low-key uh bartenders are really nice and uh so yeah we frequent there. Do you have any other like favorite local eating spots, you know, where you like to stuff your mouth? <laughs> um, let's see. One or two. Yeah. I was just trying to think like we, we stopped going out to eat so much cause we save our money cause we like to world travel. Oh, sure. <laughs> That's a way better use of your money by the way. Yeah. So we kind of like cut back on doing a lot of, uh, eating out, eating out. Yeah. Um, but, um, gosh, I'm, I'm having a, and if you don't, that's fine too. Yeah, I mean, I mean we like getting sushi. If someone else was paying, fancy. where would you have them take you? <laughs> Somebody else. Um, what do you think, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> I could even. We cut. really like going even. to like uh, Yellowfin, uh, the sushi spot. It's really good. Okay. Okay. And um, Maza is really good. Maza is really good. Yeah, yeah. Like Middle Eastern food, and. Uh, hmm. That works. That yeah, works. No, those are that, two. Yeah. 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 It's, no, it's, no stress. I'm not trying to stress you out. I just didn't know if you had like a recommendation. Yeah, I was just all. thinking, I was like, I, I was like, I need my, I have my one client that every time he comes in, he, him and his wife, like that's what they do is like go out to eat. And so he was like, I went to this place and this place. And I'm like, geez. It, it gets expensive. It gets it, expensive. Oh, really yeah. expensive. Like, you're fat. spending, you know, if you do get a couple of tasty cocktails, then you're um, doubling your bill generally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we do like, oh, I did go to that, uh, that tradition place is pretty yummy. They've got yummy cocktails. Tradition? Tradi- tradition. Yeah, traditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's right by Liberty Park there. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that place. I meant to ask this earlier in the conversation. Is there any meaning behind the name Miss Amanda or is that just kind of something you coined yourself? Well, no, it was a name that my uh, favorite aunt used okay. to, she always called me Miss Amanda. When, like when I was growing up as a little kid. And so that kind of just, I was like, I'm just going to use that. <laughs> No, I love it. I yeah. love it. It's, you know, people know who, oh yeah, Miss Amanda. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just, I, um, my full name just never really, 
um, stuck, stuck yeah, for stuff. So, and tattoos by Miss Amanda just has a nice little flow to it. Easy to remember. Easy to remember. Catchy. And it's easy. Yeah. And it's easy. Cause like all my outlets, all the way to contact me are all the same. So my Instagram's mm-hmm. tattoos by Miss Amanda. My Gmail is tattoos by Miss Amanda. My website's tattoos by Miss Amanda. It's very And I was just going to ask you to mention all that information. Yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. If you just Google tattoos by Miss Amanda, all the things will come up. I've had a heck of a conversation. Yeah. I mean, thank you so much for coming and doing the podcast. Is there anything, I mean, before we completely wrap this up, Chrissy throws a final question out, but is there anything you were hoping we would talk about or anything you want to promote or mention? I mean, obviously you're tattooing at 27. I'll put all the links for that at uh, IamSaltLake.com uh, with this episode as well. I think you gave the address there if, if you want to throw oh, that out um, again. So, yeah, I work at the Trolley Square location alongside my lovely husband, Rick. It's on the east side of the road. Yeah, it's, uh, we're, dr- yeah, it's 535 Square, yeah. South, 700 East. Our door, people don't usually see it because we don't have tattoo blasted out anywhere. It just says 27. We're the lower level of a standalone building. Maelstrom's on the top. And our front door is directly across the street from the water tower at Trolley Square. Very cool. Very cool. Stop on in there. I mean, at least say hello, right? Yeah, come I mean, say hi. Say hey, I heard you on the <laughs> podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually there. Um, you, most of the time during the week, I guess? Yeah, or, yeah. But- five days a week, usually like uh, Tuesdays through Saturday. And uh, the best way, if you are wanting to contact me, the best way to do is to email me. Okay. That's the best, best way. Very cool. Perfect. You want to throw your question out there, Chrissy? I, I do. Okay. So if you were to leave our listeners with a motto or piece of advice that you live by, what would it be? Never give up. You know, like if if you have something that you are wanting to do and um, the only people that get to the cool places that you people are seeing and, you know, you're you're jealous of the person on social media because of what they're posting. Don't be jealous. Be the person that's doing the do like do the things like don't give up if there's something you really want to strive for do it all right many thanks again to miss amanda for joining us on this episode all of the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with this episode show notes right on our website that can be found at iamsaltlake.com slash 407 and that's for episode 407 so go check it out and and go say hello to miss amanda while you're at it Support for I Am Salt Lake comes from KRCL 90.9, amplifying community voices since 1979. This listener-supported music discovery station covers everything from reggae and punk rock to local grassroots activism. Listen today at 90.9 FM or online at krcl.org. All right, it is weekly recommendation time. For that's, those my, of, that's my jingle. Do you, is that like our little <laughs> intro music there, Chrissy? Yeah, it's it's an alarm. Do you like it? I feel like we should it's have some sort of like intro music to our weekly recommendations. You know, so for those of you that have been listening for a while, you know that this is the uh, the time of the podcast that Chrissy and myself, we just give a little bit of a recommendation, something that we've been enjoying or something that's happened to us this week or something we just want to tell you about. Yeah. What is your weekly recommendation this week, Chrissy? My weekly recommendation this week is for anybody in the U.S. or probably beyond. It is a Netflix show called Atypical, and Chris and I have been watching it. We're in the third season. Yeah, now? season three, I season believe, three? just barely came yeah. out. So and it's go still back, so good. Watch season one, watch season two, and then you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to watch season three. It is good. I think we still have a few episodes though to go. I think we do. So I know what I'm doing tonight. Really good. It's an autistic kid, kind of his uh, struggles and challenges through life as he goes through like high school and then college and family issues, relationship issues. And it's kind of cool because like, I think it helps those of us who haven't really dealt with autism kind of get an inside perspective on, you know, what it's like for them or how how to even understand when someone's like that, that it's okay. And they're, you know, how to work with them. They're just people too. Yeah, exactly. Hey, my weekly recommendation, and I cannot believe that I'm recommending this because I'm like an Apple fanboy, but I'm going to recommend the Amazon Echo Buds. And it's actually interesting because when I first got these, I got them the day they got released. Uh, Amazon released them on October 30th. We pre-ordered them. Uh, well, we ordered them because I'm kind of dealing with some, you know, for, for some of you know, I'm dealing with some tinnitus issues and whatnot. And I was hoping that these uh, earbuds would would help out with that so I can listen to some masking music and stuff. And when I first got them, I didn't really like them. 
I was well, like, there's some new and different, right? You know, they're different because I'm used to AirPods, mm-hmm. but these things are great. And they, they're, they're so good at uh, noise reduction, blocking out background noise. They sound great. They feel great. I love having Alexa right in my earbuds. Sorry if I put off anybody's Alexa in their house right now by saying <laughs> that. Like, it's such a dirty word to just say that out loud, but it's so much fun. Uh, you know, and just to, to get all the, the, uh, Amazon skills right there in my ear. I mean, these are good earbuds are good price. I mean, I think you can get them on Amazon for like one forty. Yeah. uh, which is a really good price for, for these type of, uh, earbuds, but and it seemed like you're having fun. I came home from work the other day and you were at the table playing games with your earphones, talking to Alexa. It was like Jeopardy. It was like, yeah, like, something. like quiz show. They, yeah. They have Jeopardy and <laughs> awesome. uh, hey, you know what I did want to mention though, and this is kind of a weird time of the podcast to mention it. We'll do better next week. But you can now listen to I Am Salt Lake on Pandora. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So for all of our Pandora people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're, if you're using Pandora and you're like, I don't want to have two apps on my phone, you can just search I Am Salt Lake right in Pandora and we're right there. So I, I guess this is a weird place in the podcast to mention that, but you it's know what? better I think than nowhere, right? Exactly. Mentioning it is better than not mentioning it. <laughs> Let's get this, uh, this episode wrapped up, though. All Chrissy. right. That's going to do it for this episode. Don't forget to show your support for this podcast by supporting our show sponsors, KRCL, Greenbike, Market Source Real Estate, and Libsyn. We'll have links for all of them at our website under the notes for this episode, which you can find at IamSaltLake.com. You know, when people are hitting me up all the time, they're saying, Chris, how can we support the podcast? We love what you're doing. We want to support you. And I want to say, hey, we, we appreciate each one of you and, and support does not go unnoticed. So I'm going to mention some ways that you can support this podcast. Uh, first of all, you could become a Patreon supporter by going to IamSaltLake.com slash Patreon and becoming a supporter for even $1. We have a lot of great supporters for a dollar and they do not go unnoticed. So go to IamSaltLake.com slash Patreon. Better yet, though, if you just want to make a one-time donation, say you're like, hey, you know what, guys, I just want to throw you know a few bucks your way one time. You can do that by going to IamSaltLake.com slash PayPal. And this will forward you right to PayPal, make it really easy to make one-time donation. And you can always support us non-monetarily by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts or on our Facebook page. That way you could tell people how much you love this podcast. Or you can tell your family and friends about the podcast. You can tell them in person. Or you can share your favorite episodes on social media. Actually, take a screenshot right now and share it right in your Insta stories. It's such a fun way uh, to share podcasts. I love doing that through Instagram. But uh, you guys have a great week. Make sure to get out and enjoy the city. It's going to be really, really nice this week. Support local whenever possible. And we're going to see you next week on the next episode. And good night, Grammy. Grammy.